Hey guys, welcome back to the Neo Win Podcast. This is episode two. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Jean Karaskaida. And how was your week? Uh, my week was uh, stressful a little bit because. <laughs> Uh, so on Sunday, I I posted that article about the Windows 10 May 2019 update, and That's I had a video in it. <laughs> yeah, and I had that video hands-on with it, but like almost everyone complained that they couldn't hear me at all. So, oh really? Yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I noticed YouTube. it was a little low, and um, you know, it's it takes getting used to. I, I still have problems uh, recording and editing videos sometimes. You know, yeah. you, you know. Do it better next time, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've just yeah. been thinking about re-recording it because I I don't know, I wanted to do it better, but I don't know. It's it's hard to, to get over that, I guess, that nervousness. Yeah. Of... Yeah. <laughs> you just just keep doing it, you know. That's, okay. uh, that's all you can do. Yeah. So this week, uh all right, Lenovo had a bunch of announcements on Monday. And this is this is the stuff when 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 I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that that we have something exciting coming this week. This is it. Um, so, the foldable PC. Now I know you saw this. Yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thirteen point three inch, uh, three by two, two K OLED display, and it's a foldable display. It's going to be a ThinkPad X one. Uh, it doesn't have a name. So, what do you think? Would you use this thing? Uh, yeah, I would definitely use it. Use it. Phone to phone devices are on the rage right now, and this this seems like a useful one. Yeah, uh, I know, was... they they are the rage, but they haven't actually proven a use case. You know, uh, that that is true. It's we're still trying to figure out what we can do with them, <laughs> but yeah. I guess in this case, because I I would have expected it to be more like the Huawei Mate X, I guess in you know where the well, screen the is on the outside. Yeah. yeah so this seems to be more a case of just portability so you can just fold the screen in half and it's easier to carry with you yeah i mean that's, that's still a selling point of course i just thought it could be sure. like a mini tablet and then a big tablet and that would be kind of interesting yeah you know i do think it makes it makes more sense for pcs right because we have uh we have lap we're, we're used to opening and closing our pcs phones i don't know because because that just that extra step of having to open it and close it might might be too much but PCs, it makes sense. You don't need that display on the outside, so I guess it, I guess it makes sense to to put it on the inside. I I, yeah. I think eventually we get a three sixty degree hinge, you know. That that would be interesting. But how how would you make? Oh yeah, I can make that work with the foldable display. Yeah, that's that's a challenge though. But, yeah, but it would be interesting. Yeah. So let's hope. So so uh, this device, it's using it's using Intel hardware. Um, unannounced Intel hardware. They wouldn't give any kinds of specifics. Um, so, and so it doesn't even say, you know, uh, U-series or, or or Y-series or whatever. I'm guessing this is going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be a new Intel chipset that's completely new, not even a regular lineup. And then also um, the images in the article show it running Windows 10. And that was for demo purposes only. They specifically said it's not running Windows 10, but it is a Windows-based device. What do you think? So that that is way too what, mysterious. What could that mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think everyone kind of knows what this is about. So this, clearly we've been waiting for Windows Lite for some time. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this announcement was counting on Microsoft to talk about Windows Lite at Build 
but then Microsoft just, oh, <laughs> it, man. it feels that way. And then back, Microsoft just backtracked and Lenovo was like, eh, whatever, we'll do it anyway. Yes, uh, things, things did change in Microsoft's plans. Like they were supposed to, they were supposed to announce at least Windows Core OS. Um, I don't know about Lite. I, I don't, you know, other people said that. So it's, it's possible. And um, yeah, there, there are other things, by the way, about this device that make it cool that we're we're not allowed to talk about because I've seen this and it is because because when you look when you look at the article you look at the pictures it looks very awkward um you know you have a, a foldable thing that's in laptop mold and you have the, this weird touchscreen display and obviously it, it looks terrible with Windows 10 you know yeah, it's got it's got a Bluetooth keyboard and a, and a kickstand so you can you know you can kind of prop it up and use a keyboard with it and um I don't know. I, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I would use it. I just worry that the screen would be too small in laptop mode. Uh, yeah, so, but some people like 13.3 inch laptop. I'm not a fan of it. I, I have to get at least 15.6. But yeah, I, well, I, I like 14 and at least 14. But I mean, when you fold it in half, though, it becomes an, um, that that three by two. I mean, that, that four by three 13 inch display becomes a 9.6 inch three by two display, and that. that I don't know if I'd be able to use that in real life. Yeah, it doesn't seem super. Uh, it doesn't seem like the the ideal scenario. But if this is about portability, uh, maybe like if you're in a, in an airplane, you know, you got those tiny little spaces in the in the chairs that are in front of you. Maybe a normal laptop can fit in there. So maybe you can just use it folded in half, and it's like a, an impromptu sure. mini laptop. That's... Yeah, it seems it seems very much like, like Lenovo is. Um... It, it, I, I when I talked to them about this, I kept comparing it to the original Hololens, where where Microsoft would kind of come out at every event and show something different that you could do with it, and it it didn't mean that people were actually going to be doing this or that they need to do these things, but they just they didn't know what people were going to be doing with it, so they just started saying things that you could, and then with Hololens two, we had a, a much more clear message on on what this thing is for. Uh, they took feedback from people that were using it, what they want to be able to do with it. And it, it reminds me of that because because Lenovo came out with this list of of things you can do with it, where you wake up in the morning, you know, you, you, you're holding it like a book and you're scrolling through your social media feeds and then you go to your kitchen and you make breakfast and use hands-free, you use it hands-free to, to watch a movie or while you're making breakfast or whatever, and then... You know, you're on the train yeah. and you can use it as a clamshell, whatever, you know, they, they have yeah. this whole list. And it's it's like, I just, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows how, how we would use this thing in real life yet. I think I think that could be said for most foldable devices right now. Everyone's just yeah. trying to, to get the message across that it's a thing, but no one really knows <laughs> what it's what it's for. And that's the thing. Until, until we until we figure out what it's for and what people actually want to do with it, we don't know if if it has a real life use case at all. Yeah, that's true. But that's that's the case with a lot of products in tech history. You know, sometimes sure, you just gotta absolutely. try something new. So absolutely, but, yeah. and I'm all in favor of trying new things because you know some things do find that use case, some don't, and they fade away. And and the things that do are are great, and you don't get those things unless you try. Yeah, of course, exactly. That's that's a necessity, right? I, and a lot, I think a lot of times it's hard to, to envision it. Look, go on. You were saying something. Oh, I was just gonna say that I think the fact that it's the the demo unit is still running Windows 10 probably makes it a little harder to know 
what use case it could have because you can't really see yeah. what the the system the, the software is going to look like so for for example yeah. i was very i was really out by that with thing about opening it like a book because i don't know how windows 10 would adjust to that sort of you know design so i think you need a new platform to showcase yeah. that sort of it's a yeah. interaction and it it should be windows light or even possibly some other kind of version of windows core os but it should be light and um, yeah, I mean, this this thing isn't coming out for another year, so there is plenty more to do. And there, there's a lot of aspects of the product that that aren't finished. Um, th there were a lot of things we just couldn't, we weren't allowed to take pictures of, like the hinge, um, other things that I can't talk about. But <laughs> you know, th there are things that make this product more interesting and and more applicable to the real world. And one other thing, the display does not have a crease. That that is good. You, know, <laughs> you notice I that. threw in that one picture at the end where where it's just flat from an angle and there's no crease like on the Galaxy Fold. Yeah, I can I can't tell a thing. So that's good. That that's yeah. definitely positive. I wonder yeah, they, how you how you pull that off. Well, they they told mm -hmm. me that they put a lot of work into it, into 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 there not being a crease. There was a lot of engineering work. I'm sure there was. Yeah, I can imagine. If Samsung charges two thousand dollars and can't get it right, I assume it's it's got to be hard. Yeah, yeah. So Lenovo announced a bunch of other stuff too. This this was at a completely different embargo time because I think they knew that that full foldable uh, PC would kind of steal the show from their other announcements. So that these things were announced earlier in the day. Um, we have we have a new. Think laptop brand called Think Book rather than Think Pad. So they, they announced a 13 inch and a 14 inch, and um, they're kind of a mid range mainstream uh, type devices. And really, it's like if you if you're thinking about buying a ThinkPad but you don't like ThinkPads, this is really more of a mainstream laptop. You know that it has like that the privacy guard, but it doesn't have. Um, the uh, the track point in the in the middle of the keyboard it's not all black it doesn't have that that thinkpad design so it really looks more like a standard laptop yeah I think it looks nice yeah I, I prefer this because i'm actually not a big fan of the thinkpad's design because it's very businessy yeah. and i'm not very yeah. much into that so this you know, one that's looks, funny uh, yeah just this one looks more like a normal laptop like you were saying so this one i could see myself using yeah, you know, I I love ThinkPads. They they're my favorite PCs. Um, I just think that that functionally they're they're nearly perfect. The keyboards are great, and really, really the keyboards mostly, but also you know some of them have OLED displays or Dolby Vision. They're, they're really just great. And but when I when I tell someone, someone says, "What laptop should I get?" and I say, "You know what? The ThinkPad X1 Yoga is probably the best PC on the market." They go, "Yeah, but ThinkPads are so ugly," <laughs> and. I don't really agree. I like that it's different from the aluminum MacBook clone market that we see so much of. But but I get it. I a lot of people tell me that they just don't like the way ThinkPads look. Yeah, I I, I would agree with those people. It's not even just the color. My laptop is mostly black or it's sort of dark brown or whatever. It's I don't know. It's something about the the way it's covered. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It, but I, it almost seems kind of dated, I guess, because they've been using that that general look and feel for for years and years. Yeah, that's true. It, and then there's like the the, the little nub, the track point. That seems like something you'd find more on old laptops than on you know, newer yeah. ones. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I get that they keep it. It's it's a long standing tradition, and I'm sure there there are think there there are think diehard ThinkPad users that use this stuff. There there are a lot of diehard ThinkPad users, and you know by the way, funny little anecdote about about ThinkBook is that when they showed me the the foldable PC, they said it's a ThinkPad X1. And it doesn't have a name yet, and they said they said well if you can think of any names. Uh, let us know, and we won't give you any credit. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I said, you know, the brand you were looking for is Think Book. <laughs> said, but you used it up now. <laughs> so yeah, that is a very poor, a very poor choice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, we could guess names that they might use, and I. I, I kind of have a feeling they might use ThinkPad X1 tablet because they haven't refreshed the X1 tablet in a couple of years now. Uh, since last year's CES, and oh. you know, you notice when they did the X1 Carbon and the X1 Yoga this year, they did not have an X1 tablet, and that I, they could go with that. But yeah, so that's think that's think book. The um, the thirteen the thirteen S is starting at seven twenty nine, and the fourteen S is starting at at seven forty nine, and they're coming later this month. Speaking of ThinkPads, we have a new X1 Extreme, and. Um, this thing is beautiful. <laughs> so they, they finally brought back OLED. I, I've been, I, I complained a lot last year because they used to have OLED ThinkPads and the Yoga and the, the Carbon. And, and last year they replaced them with Dolby Vision um, and, and they just stopped using OLED altogether. And now it's back. Uh, I'm glad. Omens are awesome. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's not a more standard thing. I mean, I assume it's expensive, but it's. I, I wish more laptops would do it because it's just. It just looks amazing. Yeah, it's also. I think it's a supply <laughs> thing. It's. It's because now we're seeing all of a sudden we're seeing everything with with OLEDs, and it's funny. Like um, I was talking to to one company about a gaming laptop, and and the the 15, 15 inch one comes in. An OLED, a 4K OLED, 17-inch one doesn't. I said, why is it? I said, well, it doesn't exist. You can't buy a 17-inch screen that's that's 4K OLED. And I was shocked to hear that. It just doesn't exist. So, I mean, I guess it's a supply thing. So, it yeah. So, Go ahead. Yeah, it's just, it could be that OLED manufacturers are worried because there's there's a lot of things with OLED that might make it a little less suitable, like the, the longevity, the OLED displays yeah. that are a little faster, stuff like that. So maybe they're yeah. worried about applying that to laptops because you use laptops so much and they tend to last longer than phones. So you're going to start to see that degradation. That's true. So so, so this this PC also comes with new um, ninth gen CPUs. Goes up to a Core i9 now. The last one went up to a Core i7, and um, the. GTX 1050 GPU has been replaced with a GTX 1650, and apparently that's 70% faster, and it looks awesome. I, I, I'm a big fan of the, the ThinkPad X1 Extreme because it's the only X1 that has a 15.6-inch display instead of 14-inch. It's the only one that uses 45-watt 8-series uh, CPUs, only one with dedicated graphics from the X1 family. So I, I just love it. Yeah, I can I can imagine a, a 1650 looks like a good GPU too. I mean, for for it business does. purposes, that's more than enough. Sure, I would assume. Sure, I just um they they, they didn't announce a new P1 because remember last year they had the X1 Extreme and the P1 around the same time, and they were like the same 
they, they were the same PC, except the, the P1 was more of a workstation class. So Xeon processor instead of core, uh, Quadro graphics instead of GTX. And uh, they just didn't do that this time. Maybe later. Uh, yeah, maybe. waiting for something. <laughs> I, I expect NVIDIA to have new uh, Quadro mobile graphics sooner rather than later. They've had Quadro RTX out for, for desktop for a while now. So, yeah, so maybe that's what's, what Lenovo is waiting for now, just an official announcement. Yeah, probably. And maybe. Yeah. So the ThinkPad, the ThinkPad X1 Extreme ships in July, starting at $14.99. Of course, it's going to cost more if, if you want the, the OLED, which we, you should totally get. All right. Oh, I forgot to open this one. We, they, we have Think Reality as well. Oh, yeah. So that weird sort of mixed reality thing. It is kind of weird, and, and <laughs> because because you think of it's 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 a it's a augmented reality platform. This is the Think Reality platform. It is cloud agnostic, device agnostic, and Lenovo announced a headset, the Think Reality A6, and you don't actually need that headset to use Lenovo's platform. And so I know very little about the platform itself. It seems very similar to the applications for Hololens. But that's about it. Yeah, I don't know if if why they if they had just come up with a with just a device. I a lot of companies are doing that. I don't know why they're. It feels like they're going up against Windows Mixed Reality, and I don't know yeah. why they would feel the need to do that. Well, <laughs> I don't know if if Microsoft licenses the software behind Hololens. And, and and because we don't have any third-party HoloLens. Remember, when they first announced HoloLens, it was supposed to be a thing that, that third-party OEMs could pick up, but they haven't. And I like I know with, with Surface Hub, if you build a 55-inch PC, you cannot license that OS. You have to just use regular Windows 10, which is out of character for Microsoft, but it's, it's still, I, I don't know if you'd be able to do it with an AR headset. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know either, but... Yeah, uh, it's interesting that they're they're coming up with this. It's got a Snapdragon eight forty five, so it's not the yes. same one as the one in the Hololens either. Right, but it's very well, similar. I mean, eight fifty is specifically for for Windows, right? Exactly. So since it's not a Windows, since it's not a Windows mixed reality device, it it wouldn't have the the eight fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just also strange because because Lenovo is a hardware company, so pushing a whole mixed reality platform. Just, just also seems kind of out of character for them. So, I mean, we'll see. This is obviously for businesses. Businesses can contact their sales reps to find out more. That's about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm really just really out that they didn't go with something like Windows. Maybe, but maybe it's like you said, if they can't license the Hololens, that yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm gonna guess that that they can't li license the Hololens software, and I, I've tried to find out, but I'll, I'm, I'm obviously gonna keep looking, you know. So that's it for Lenovo. Uh, let's let's talk about Google now and Windows 10 on Chromebooks. You wrote this up, so tell us a little bit. Uh, okay, so um, uh, if you remember, you may know that last year there were some reports that Google was planning to let. Chromebook users install uh, install and run Windows 10 and dual boot it with Chrome OS on Chromebooks. That came out about about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, actually. It's, I think it was in August. 
Then when the Pixel Slate was about to be announced, there were more rumors saying that it could be one of the first devices to do that, but that also didn't happen. And so now it turns out they gave up on it. There were some changes to the Chromium Garrett. Garrett? I don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, you read things on the internet all the time, and you never actually learn how to say them in real life. It happens to me, too. Exactly. It's one of those words. Now we're going to have a thousand comments on how to say that. Thank you. Yeah, I just think of in advance uh, all the feedback you have. Yeah, I always thought this was a great idea, though, um, because I, I thought I, I always loved Boot Camp on Macs, where, you know, Back in the day when you couldn't get all the Mac software you need, you it, it was good to be able to say, hey, you can run Windows on this if you want to. Now you can get anything you need. And and Chrome OS still has those those kinds of limitations. I I, I think it would have been a smart thing to do. Yeah, I think the, the reason why they didn't may have to do with the the system requirements because it was 40 gigs of storage and I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of Chromebooks that have more than that but there's probably also a lot of them that don't have more than that because Chrome OS is a little more lightweight I would assume there's probably some smaller stuff around that's true that's true even the ones with, with more storage than not have like 128 which is not a lot that's a good point yeah, yeah if you take 40 of that just for another operating system that's already a lot of usability taken away yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's compatibility with processors, because I don't know if it's exactly the same thing there. And there are a lot of Intel Chromebooks, but there's, I think there's also ARM Chromebooks, right? I think so. Maybe not. I don't remember. There, there are some ARM Chromebooks. They even had, like, a custom uh, Chromebook processor. Oh, yeah, it was that one Rock, Rock chip or something? I don't remember. I don't it, was know. it was the OP1, I think it was called. I don't know. Um, yeah, I always thought this would have been a good idea. I'm, I'm sad it's not coming. Although, I guess, they, yeah, they would have had to sh start shipping Chromebooks with, with larger amounts of storage. So, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not surprising, because there was so so long, so much time that we, we didn't hear about anything. So, that was... Yeah, yeah. So, 15-inch Surface Book 2. It's, it's... Microsoft is seemingly planning to ship it with a Core i5. For two thousand dollars, some some listings have shown up for on Best Buy in Canada, and um, yeah, I wasn't surprised about this in the slightest. You know, I I check the Microsoft store almost every day to see if they, if they've launched this product, so I wasn't surprised to see it at all. So, no GPU on the this is the fifteen inch one. Okay, so yeah. so just like the thirteen inch with the Core i five, there's no dedicated GPU, integrated graphics. And and it's just Microsoft always likes to lower the barrier of entry to these products over time. Um, remember, they did it with the 13-inch model. A few months after it launched, they they put out one with 128 gigabytes of storage. It started at 11.99 instead of 14.99, and it just it, the the 15-inch Surface Book 2 always started at 24.99. So, offering a Core i5 model for two thousand dollars. It really lowers the barrier barrier of entry. They're going to sell a lot more. Yeah, that that is a significant difference, and I, I'm sure a lot of people don't need the, the discrete graphics anyway. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just surprised they waited so long to do it. I, they they, they got to be planning a Surface Book three at this point. It's been about a year and a half. That that is true. I, I wonder why 
why they chose to do it now. Uh, yeah. If probably get Hangstar for three yeah. book three, I'd say later this year. I would guess probably this fall. I would yeah. think. Yeah, and so the the other the other note this uh, this is all from a report from Win Future, and it was that that the Surface Pro six will start shipping with a Core i5, 16 gigs of RAM, and 256 gigs of storage. So if you get a Core i5 right now, you got to get 8 gigs of RAM. And the thing is, that, like, they announced this model a while back in the business skew. And so I couldn't find a Best Buy listing for this one, but I assume that the report was talking about uh, consumer skew. Yeah, I mean, if it's been... <laughs> If it's been announced already, if it's already available for businesses, I would assume that it's got to be a consumer version. But right. either way, I, I, the thing about stuff is that they're still so expensive. Like I'm never gonna buy one. They <laughs> are very expensive. Rate, at this I, rate, I, no matter how much they lower the barrier of entry, I can. It's funny if you, if you read the comments on that on that article. There's a lot of people just noting how expensive they are, saying that that you're just paying for the Microsoft logo or whatever. And um, you know, like, like we're talking about now, we're talking about a 15 inch uh, Surface Book Two that has a, a Core i5 8350U, 16 gigs of RAM, and a 256 gigabyte SSD, and no dedicated graphics. So compare that to say a Dell XPS 15 two-in-one, which is much cheaper, comes with dedicated graphics, uh, you know, 16 gigs of RAM, more storage, and um, I see their point, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of true that when you buy a Microsoft a Surface, now you're paying a lot for the brand. And that's uh, what people also bash Apple a lot for, and they still do, I suppose. But yeah. it's, it, it, they got to that sort of status symbol where you just charge more for that name. And oh, the design, I think they also I want to compete with Apple in that way. Yeah, and I mean that's a good market to compete compete in. I suppose yeah. it's at least profitable. Wide so, profit margins, exactly. Yeah. So I can understand yeah. where they're coming from. I would love to own one, but it, it is too expensive for me. I, I don't have the kind of money to. I personally <laughs> wouldn't buy one. I, I you know I, I I review enough hardware to where um, I have enough experience with devices to where I, I would pick something else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I do love that Dell XPS 15 two-in-one. Um, there, there's there's a bunch of devices that I like really more than than most surfaces. I mean, because for that price, you're not getting Thunderbolt three um, in the in the Surface Book. You are getting USB Type C, even though it's not Thunderbolt. Um, you're you're not getting Whiskey Lake processors. Uh, you're getting you're still getting KB Lake R. It's it's for that price, you you I would think you'd want the 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 latest and greatest, and it's, it's really not what it is. Although it is good hardware. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're right. It's. I was very weirded out by the way uh, Microsoft refused to add USB Type C for so long, and then they did it, and <laughs> still not Thunderbolt three. And then yeah, and, and then they say, didn't on the Pro Six and the laptop too. And it's just it's it's really annoying to me that, that if if I have you know, I have a bunch of laptops. I have one charger that I use for for all of them, except for Surface. I think you need a separate charger for Surface. 
Oh yeah, because uh, you have a Type C, but you still need the Surface Connect. Well, so... no, 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 no. You you can you can all right. You can charge oh. the the Surface Book with with USB C. Oh uh, okay. But with with everything else, you need the Surface Connect. Oh okay. It's very strange. Tell us about Windows 10 builds 18.8.9.8. Okay, so as usual, uh, the, we have another a new weekly build of Windows 10 for the 20H1 development cycle. So this is preparing the update that's coming out next year, about a year from now or so. So, and there's also as usual, there's not a whole lot that's new here. So the only change, the only big change is that the task manager now tells you what kind of drive you have if it's an ssd or an hdd yeah and that's about it so <laughs> that, that is about that, it so that, that's really all that's new again this is this has uh, been the case with all the builds so far uh, we're still a long way away from the the final release of this so that's yeah we haven't even seen 19h2 yet which uh should i'm guessing maybe next week for 19h2 Maybe I, they're they're waiting. I'm I think they're probably just waiting to roll out uh 19h1 uh, for the general public, yeah. and then after that they'll start testing 19h2. That is what they what they typically do. I I, I suspect that that 19h1 might might show up on Tuesday. They said late May. It's been in testing for a while. They they released a cumulative update this week and um. You know, give that a week of testing, and and I think it's ready to go. So maybe yeah. next week for go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying I've been using it for a while on my main machine. I didn't have any problems with it, so I'm. I think it's yeah. it's time. But yeah, we'll it see. seems likely. So nineteen H two should be a. It's, the thing is, I'm pretty sure that nineteen H two is going to be a very minor update at this point. It's. I think. I think it's going to be a cumulative update. To be honest. Oh yeah, we talked about this last week. I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, we I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. It's possible, uh, but it's weird that they're gonna have this cycle where they just don't really add anything new. Yeah, well, th there might be some new stuff. It's just I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna increase the 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 major build number, and and I don't even think that's a bad idea. It's because remember, like they they only have to support 19.03 for 18 months. 19.09, 19H2, they're going to support that one for 30 months. So it makes sense if they're killing this one off earlier that that they could just increase the minor build number on 19H2 and make it more stable for businesses. Yes, yeah, so just to make sure that it can last longer without any problems. That that makes sense. But stuff yeah. like this, like like the news we have in this build, the 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 indicator in the task manager, if it's an SSD or HD, that kind of stuff could probably make it to nineteen H two. It's just it's just so small. Yeah, so it could. It's, yeah. It it's it's one of those things that probably could slip through, but I who knows. So, all right, back to more interesting news from this week. Uh, OnePlus had an event, so. OnePlus had many events, in fact. <laughs> it was yeah. very frustrating. Um, they announced the OnePlus 7, the OnePlus 7 Pro, and the OnePlus 7 Pro 5G. Um, I don't even know if they talked about more than one of these uh, devices at, at more than at, at any single event. Uh, I was at the one in the U.S. where they just talked about the OnePlus 7 Pro. So, I, I believe the London event had all of them. That's where they oh, it did. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. All right. So, well, I, I know, I know that's that's where the five G one is launching. Because we expected the one plus seven Pro to ship with five G, and I, I was kind of curious about who they would who they would make that for. Because T Mobile doesn't have five G right now, and um, it turns out it's for someone that's not in the U S. And it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but yeah. So let's talk about the, the one plus seven Pro first, because that's the one that I know about. Um, <laughs> Snapdragon. <laughs> You know, Snapdragon 855, as expected, up to 12 gigs of RAM. Although the display, I think, is is the uh, the the notable thing here. Uh, 1440p, 6.62 inches, um, fluid AMOLED. Right. That's, that sounds That's like what they're calling of, it. Yeah, that sounds like the kind of name Apple would give it. I don't know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's fluid retina. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. So it's a 90 hertz display. Uh, so one thing about the resolution, this is the first time that OnePlus is, has gone over 1080p, which is great, I guess. Um, supports HDR10+. Uh, so I've used this display, and it is, it's beautiful, and it's so smooth. And I just got the phone, and it, I haven't opened it yet. So I'm pretty excited about it. There's also a uh, pop-up camera for the front. Um, it's, it, they said it takes about a half second to open. I played with that as well. And um, it, it it takes about the same amount of time to open as it would take to launch your front camera anyway. So um, that's fine. Uh, what else? Triple triple lens rear camera. The main sensor is 48 megapixel, um, uh, an 8 megapixel 3x zoom, and then a wide angle lens. And um, a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. I think it looks pretty cool. That's that's all in general. Everything is pretty impressive about it. The display, of course, I've never seen a display at ninety hertz or one hundred and twenty, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. By the way, when they announced the price, though, let's talk about the price because when they announced the price, people went nuts. Um, starts at six sixty nine, six gigs of RAM and one hundred and twenty eight gigs of storage. Six ninety nine for eight gigs of RAM and two fifty six storage. And then 749 for 12 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage. And I think the rumor was that it was going to start at 749, right? Uh, yeah, it, people were saying it would be closer to the to the Galaxy S10 range. Right. So. Yeah, and I'm guessing that was purposely leaked, so so but, people would like people were went nuts about this price. 669 is incredible and it's it's an incredible i haven't been this excited about a oneplus phone in you know forever <laughs> really it, because it, like, god uh, it is just really impressive you know the 90 hertz display you, you don't have this on any other phone aside of course from the razor but that's an lcd so that's another thing and then the yeah. asus rg phone and also a 90 hertz AMOLED that one display. i have yeah, I haven't either. I just know it's an AMOLED 90 hertz. So there's that's the only other phone with that kind of display. So yeah. there's a lot of there's, there's really a lot of value. People were worried. I think you even said in the tweet that you you were excited to see OnePlus show that they need to charge the same price as the competition to be as good as the competition. You had yeah, well, like... <laughs> I, I think they do because well, I think is. I, I've never felt like OnePlus makes the best phone. Um, the 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 thing is that that they 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 put out flagship phones at at a very good price, but they 
they're never like the screen is never as good as say a, a Samsung Galaxy. The camera is never as good as probably also a Samsung Galaxy or <laughs> yeah. or you know or a Huawei or anything like that. It's it's just it it always has the flagship processor, decent specs around that, and then it comes in at this really low price point. But this one actually looks like it can compete with those those phones that are charging a lot more money. Yeah, it, it really does. It, the display is great. Of course, it still has the same high-end specs. 12 yeah. gigabytes of RAM, which you only find in the top tier S10 Plus, I think. So that's... Something like that. Yeah, there, there's very few. So, I mean, that's that's just still amazing value. And it's still, it's the first phone to have UFS 3.0, which is yes. insanely faster than 0.1. So... I don't know. It's 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 all very exciting. It seems like it's gonna be a, a super fast phone. Yeah, and, yeah. And that speed that's is something nice. they're always good at. That that I I can say it's 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 the rest of the phone that I'm not always had. Like it still doesn't have wireless charging. That's something that that OnePlus has never went with. That's a little disappointing. Yeah, they have that warp charge, and they they believe it yeah. replaces it, <laughs> but. Absolutely, and and I get it that a lot of companies want that um, fast charge, fast wired charging versus the slower wireless charging. But still, I just think that that every phone should, every phone has a glass back now. You should give it wireless charging. Yeah, it's it's kind of a trade off if you're gonna sacrifice the durability. Unless yeah. you gotta get something for it. Yeah, and I write fact. that in every review I write about a phone <laughs> that has that, that that's glass back and no wireless charger. <laughs> You know, you can shatter this this glass back now, and it's just there to be prettier. Yeah, that 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 kind of sucks. I can understand that. So, so the OnePlus Seven Pro Five G, if I'm not mistaken, is the same phone but with five G. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty much it, from what I can gather. It's exactly the same thing. It just has five G, and yeah. we're not. Uh, OnePlus said a lot of stuff about how they redesigned the internals. That that's supposed to sound very impressive. I'm not sure if it is impressive. Because I'm not yeah. familiar with the processes of <laughs> making a phone, but it, they say they keep the same size for and while enabling 5G, so that's that's good. I, yeah. I wonder if if the if there's going to be any thermal issues, but they say they. So the, the they, if they redesign some stuff on the inside, well, they definitely have to to redesign the antennas for 5G, right? Because five 5G is actually kind of complicated to design at this point because you have millimeter wave antennas where you always need to have a, like even like a leaf from a tree could interfere with millimeter waves, so that would definitely take some redesigning. Yeah, they said they messed the antennas for the five G yeah. network. I'm not sure of everything, but hopefully it works. And yeah, it's got five G. Yeah. We're not sure when it's coming, nor how much it costs, because. <laughs> We're still waiting on his five, the carrier's five G network. They say it's gonna come out in the coming weeks. That's oh, did they say specific. in the coming weeks? Oh, they say very soon. Six cities. It's gonna launch in six cities very soon, and then soon after that, ten more. But good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, five G right now. The, the, and that's the, the truth about five G is that it's almost nowhere. Um, you know, if you're in Chicago and you're on Verizon, great. But most of us are not, and and Sprint's launching in a bunch more more cities. You know, Verizon's got like twenty cities now, and um, like it's going to be a while 
if you're not in one of these big cities, so so I'm not always as interested in the 5G devices, but it, it's good that we have them. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like everything in technology we're talking. We have to start somewhere. You know, yeah. someone's yeah. got to do it first. Otherwise, it takes longer to be adopted, or it's never adopted. So that's yeah. good. Well, by the time it gets to me, hopefully, that like the technology is mastered. Because you know it's not right now, and we saw the same thing with with four G LTE. Like, remember the HTC made that that first LTE phone, and, and it got like two hours of battery life. And <laughs> yeah, you know, you could tell it's an issue with these too, because all of these phones have larger batteries. I don't know if the OnePlus does, to be honest, but the yeah. Samsung, the the Moto Mod, uh, it adds more battery, and obviously they need more battery for it. But it gets better over time, just like LTE did. Yeah, exactly. This is these devices are not for everyone. The, these first ones yeah. are definitely not for everyone. Like you said, five G is almost nowhere, and it's gonna be almost nowhere for a while. Yeah. I've, By the way, speaking of five G, um, you know, Sa Samsung launched the the Galaxy S ten five G on Verizon this week. LG uh, launched the V fifty ThinQ on Sprint this week. HTC announced the the five G hub on Sprint. So um this stuff is coming out now so yeah it's not like just a long period of yeah. teasing and now yeah it's it's, it's it'll, that all happened this week so um again good for them because i can't get 5g here anyway <laughs> i'm trying to get sprint to send me a, a, a v50 thin q because they, they are launching in new york in a few weeks so i, I can at least I'll I'll spend a week in the city just to, just to try it out because <laughs> I'm very curious about this stuff because like LTE meets my needs. Yeah, um, the the use cases of 5G are are all the rage among the, the network companies that people talk about that a lot. Yeah. But I don't know. It depends a lot on. It doesn't. I don't know if it's gonna be that useful for uh, just. If you're just using your phone or your computer, I don't know if it's going to change the way you use it very much. I think it's about all those connected devices, uh, interconnected cities and whatever, all that stuff that people talk about. Sure, sure. And I, I know that's that's the big uh, that's the big play around 5G. But it's also, we are device users. So I want to know how it's going to impact my life. <laughs> you yeah. know what I, you know what I'm saying, rather than just connected devices, which is great, and I, I get it, but I want to know how it's going to impact my phone use because that is the the computer that I use the most. Yeah, that's true. We're always more interested in how things affect us personally, so it's that makes yeah, sense. Exactly, <laughs> and I, I get that the connected devices also also affects me personally. It's just that that if you want me to to pay for a five G phone, you know, you want me to pay for five G service. Like you have to, to show me a real world use case where this is going to impact my life in a meaningful way. Yeah, so, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. I'm I'm <laughs> sure it gets there, but I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I it's one of those things I'll get excited about when I actually can use in real life and can see why why I want this. But anyway. Tell us about the OnePlus 7, which I know very little about because I was at an event where they only talked about one of their devices. Um, so the OnePlus 7 is, is um, the cheaper sibling of the 7 Pro. It's more like a 6D, but just beefed up. So they actually didn't say a whole lot about like the specs aside from... They mentioned some things, but I don't know the battery unless I missed it. I don't think 
maybe I can look that up real quick. I think it's 3,700 milliamp hours. Okay. I think that's it. So it's a little smaller than the 7 Pro. But it has the same Snapdragon 855 mobile platform. It up to 8 gigs of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage, and that's still UFS 3.0, so that's good. You know, you're lowering the price point, but they still have that faster storage. That's nice. Right. So, that's so what is it? Nice. A dual camera, 48 megapixel, and five megapixels. Yeah, so it's the same 48 megapixel sensor as the 7 Pro, right. and then the other one's just a depth sensor. So the the 7 Pro has that telephoto and wide angle. These right. just just skips the that depth sensor like the 6D had for the the portrait modes everyone likes so much. So uh, remember how I was just saying about how how <laughs> OnePlus has never I've never felt like they made the best phones. This is more along the lines of the stuff that that I've come to expect from OnePlus. It's got it's got that 1080p AMOLED and it's it's got the you know it's 48 megapixel camera which is great. Um, a depth sensor, but you know where other companies are doing tele telephoto and and wide angle, and it th this is more along those lines, and so that's why I'm really so excited about this the Seven Pro, to be honest. But yeah, how much does it cost? It, yeah, it's uh, it, this one starts at uh, five fifty nine euros. So since it's not coming out in the, the states, so you don't have a downward pricing right, but right. it's five five fifty nine euro or four ninety nine pounds for the okay. base model which is uh which is the 128 gigabytes of storage and six is six six gigs of ram sorry. and yeah. then the the more expensive one with eight gigs of storage and 20 uh, eight gigs of ram and 25 256 gigs of storage is 549 pounds or 609 euro uh strangely okay. enough the euro prices are lower in Portugal, like by 10 euros, just 10 euro difference. But in Portugal, yeah. they're all a little cheaper. I don't know why that Sounds is. Sounds like it's really nice to live in Portugal. <laughs> for once. <laughs> for yeah. once, we got something good. You got a 10 euro discount. <laughs> so so that's good. Oh, and this also has the stereo speakers. So that's also nice. Um, the stereo speakers the 7 Pro has, the, the, 7, the 7 also has it. So now that's are, good. are are is the OnePlus 7 Pro available in the same markets? Because it uh, doesn't seem like you would buy a OnePlus 7 if a OnePlus 7 Pro is also available. But in Portugal in listed it is. It's uh, okay. 7 Pro is listed here. They're both listed here. But there is a significant difference in price. If you look, I mean the it's seven. It's it starts at seven hundred euro. Sure. The seven pro starts oh, okay. at seven hundred euro in Portugal, and the the non pro starts at five forty nine euro. So that's a hundred. So that's about one hundred forty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's fair enough. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's that's cool that they, they, like I said, this is what what I've come to expect from OnePlus. Putting in that it's got that Snapdragon eight fifty five eight gigs of RAM. It's got it's got all the power that you need. Um, it's not the best display they could do. It's not the best camera they could do. And um, yeah, that's cool. But it, has, and, hmm? but it has that very competitive pricing. I feel like 549 Absolutely. for what it has, yeah. it's it's pretty good. And they finally, they have some meaning, meaningful upgrades like the storage and the, the stereo speakers. Those things are, I think sure. they're pretty relevant. 
So sure, absolutely. And where where else are you going to find a, a device with these specs for that price? Yeah, unless you want to get a Poco phone from Xiaomi, but I I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I we don't we don't get Xiaomi phones here, so <laughs> I have no idea. All right, um, um, let's talk about Apple. All right, so uh, Apple released iOS twelve point three, TVOS twelve point three. Uh, Mac OS 10.12.5 and watch OS 5.2.1 this week. And I wouldn't have put this in the notes, but I actually think that they're the channels feature is pretty cool. So they, they, they release a redesigned Apple TV app in uh, iOS and TV, TV OS. And so with, with the, the channels feature, you can subscribe to different channels like HBO star showtime and so on, which is similar to things that, that, Amazon already offers, but now it's just Apple offering it too. What I'm excited about is that you can download HBO content, which you cannot do from anywhere else. So you can download it and, and watch it offline. Yes. Oh, that's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's crazy because like I do all this stuff through Amazon, um, and I subscribe to HBO, Showtime, and a couple others. And like Showtime, you can easily just download stuff, watch it wherever you want. HBO, you just can't do it. You have to stream it. So, yeah, and it's really annoying. I'll be getting on a plane, and I want to download some stuff, and I just can't download anything. Because, you know, Wi-Fi is terrible on planes. Um, or I'll yeah. be getting on a train, and, you know, because the train goes through tunnels. that's has to go under a river to, to get to Manhattan, and there's no service down there. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like I got, Apple yeah, probably... Probably, Apple is probably the kind of company to have the leverage to convince HBO to let them do yes. something like that. <laughs> what, I, what I hope this means, though, is, is that that now that, that Apple has HBO doing it, now Amazon can get HBO to do it. That's that's what I want. We'll see. We'll see. Otherwise, you have to switch. Yeah. Just have to... <laughs> I don't know if I can switch, though. <laughs> oh. It's it's like I, I, I'm, I use a lot of Amazon stuff and... and I mean, I could. I use it, and I I use the Amazon stuff from an Apple TV. There's nothing really stopping me. I just, I'm not a big fan of of using iTunes stuff when when iTunes isn't really so widely available. It's more widely available than it used to be on non Apple devices, but it's still not like Amazon is everywhere, and yeah, I have a lot true. of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, so also um that they they added support for uh, AirPlay two to play content on Samsung smart TVs, which they announced at CES, um, and then uh, support for TVs from Vizio, LG, and Sony are coming later this year. Um, also, that new TV TV app is coming to Mac OS later this year. So I don't know. I, I would watch TV. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So the other thing, the other thing that that I put in the notes was. Uh, new betas came out two days later, which is typical when a new update comes out. iOS 12.4, macOS 10.14.6, watchOS 5.3, and tvOS 12.4. And that will likely include um, support for Apple Card. So there's that. I'm not getting an Apple credit card. I don't want it. <laughs> That's I am not I don't understand much about credit cards because I'm just not a fan of credits in general so I don't know I I wrote this and I was con when I wrote the 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 report about this I was convinced that it was good because of all the cashback offers and all of that and that seemed pretty cool apparently but, uh, it is that's what everyone says I'm just you know <laughs> I, I'm not getting their credit card I'm not gonna do it. Um, 
And yeah, so so they, they had that event. Uh, was it in March? Because I was in Paris, right? And um, they had that event. They announced the the TV service, which still isn't out yet. They still haven't even shown any content. Uh, they announced the Apple Card. So I guess now they're they're adding all the software. And um, great. The 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 twelve point four, like all the beta stuff. It's going to be a very minor update because the point three update is always. Uh, the midstream feature update that has like some minor new features. And I mean, we're very close to the next iteration, like the, the next actual big update. So I, I don't think we should expect anything big to be added now. We're one month away, less than one month away from the WDC. A couple weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The first week of June. Yeah. So we probably so. shouldn't be expecting anything big by now. Yeah. So let's wrap it up with some edge dev. Yeah. So there's a new build. Uh, weekly build, so the Edge Dev channel of the Insider program, this kicked off a few weeks ago, and it gets a new build every week, like Microsoft promised. So this week, we got another one, just well, not as significant as last week's, because last week actually upgraded to Chromium 76, and there are right. some changes here and there. This one is a little smaller. It's got a save as option for PDFs. Uh, you, you can copy download links from the download list, which I think is that's pretty. I think that's nice because sometimes there's been times where I want to share like a file I downloaded and I want to send that to someone, and it's not always easy to do it. So that that's good. I appreciate that. And then you go to the fix the list of fixes, and they have more stuff for dark mode. So they're still working on that. And you still got to turn on a flag, right? Yeah, in, in, in the dev channel you do, but actually there were reports this week that the Canary builds are ready to do it automatically. They started doing it, I think, with the Wednesday, Thursday release? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Look at that. So, I, I just opened my, my, my Canary build, and, and it's, it's in dark mode, so it's there. <laughs> Which is that, cool, because that means they're following my system setting. Yeah, it, it, it does it automatically. You can't even switch, I think, manually. I went to the settings. I can't find an option to switch it. So it, it just really? does it. It just does it. And you, unless you go into the flags, I guess maybe you can go into the flags and and do. Yeah, you can probably what, disable it. But otherwise, I think it just does it automatically. And that, that's probably the best approach, really. I don't know if you need to switch if if you're already using the dark theme in Windows. Yeah, that 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 makes sense to to just yeah, apply but they, it. They don't ever do that with anything else. <laughs> They did it with OneNote, and it's like, but here's the thing, I set up a new PC, and, and Skype is, you have to set it to dark mode, or you have to set it to use your system setting, otherwise it's just in light mode. Um, Microsoft To Do, light mode by default, and you have to go through settings to, to just to get it to, 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 to follow your setting, yeah. To follow your settings, yeah. So that's, that's, really that's pretty cool. You know, you know what, what, other, what other app does that? The old edge. In, in, <laughs> yes. In, in over three years, the old edge has been available. It's never done it automatically. And then this one is not even available in general to the general public and they already added it. And they actually did yeah. it right this time. I, you <laughs> so, know, I, I, I thought for the longest time that Microsoft actually had some guidelines to leave it in light mode unless you tell it to, to follow your system setting because every app does that. So it's cool to see them finally getting with this. I, I don't know what took them so long. It just doesn't make any sense to do it any other way, if, if you ask me. I mean, it's... Well, it's because all these teams are mostly independent, really. Yeah, that's, oh. 
that's one thing Microsoft does weirdly. They, they should have a little more cohesion. If if they're going to be on for the same platform, you know, it, yeah. it's all the same product in the end. So you should should have a, a little more consistency. Yeah. All right, that's all we got. So yeah, I, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. So what do we got next week? Anything? Nothing. No, we don't have anything planned next week yet. So. I, I, I suspect that we'll see uh, Windows 10 May 2019 update, and we'll be able to talk a little bit about that next week. You know, and then, and then the week after that, we have Computex, and the week after that, we have WWDC. So we have a couple of busy weeks coming. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, like the last couple of busy weeks. You know how it is. Yeah, it's uh, there's always uh, higher points and lower points. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey right, guys, that's it. So um, we'll see you next week. I'm uh, I'm Rich Woods at the Rich Woods on Twitter. Who are you? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even know who I am. I no idea. Uh, so my name is Ron Karashkaida. You can find me on Twitter with at Indospot. That's I N D O S P O T. I spell that out every time because it's, yeah, so I know. <laughs> it's a weird name. I I just assume no one will know what it is. So. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. All right, see you, everyone.